Welcome to Some Assembly Required, the monthly talk show that brings together members from the Australian podcasting community. I'm one of your hosts, Buddy Watson from Dash Culture, and this month we have assembled Simon Blackburn from the Apple Slice podcast. Hello. (laughs) Drew Agnew and Bryce DeWitt from the House of Mario podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up, guys? I just, uh, I love that what's going on, everybody. I, 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 if I could set that as to an, as an alarm, I'd wake up to that. Uh, so if you can organize that for me somehow, get a soundbite. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll and go, then go that's for it. I'll get it to you in no time. Thank you. Thank you, good friend. And of course, Ashley Hobley from the Explosion Network. Hey, buddy. Honored to be here on the first episode. It great. is. Wow. Unbelievable. We're... Uh, we're going to set the pace here. It's uh, very nerve-wracking here. Good to, good to see yep. you in the singlet for all the people that uh, can't see you at home, Ash. Yep. Banding together like myself, us Queensland <laughs> brethren. We don't, in this, we uh... don't do sleeves. I think we're all collectively hot and sweaty, so we can agree on that. Yeah. Well, that's it. Definitely. If I don't see a couple of sets of dumbbells during this podcast, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. <laughs> I, want <to laughs> see you li- I want to see you lifting on spot. Yeah. Well, some of us are more sweaty than hot, uh, but we know... We, of course, know that Drew's uh, the hottest man here, so we won't take that away from you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm equally Um, as sweaty. Don't you worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) You will be when I'm done with you. Uh, I get a good sniff when I go around to his house. He's sweaty all the time. I'm Mm, waiting for his farmer's calendar. Yeah, that's right. 12 12 months of Drew. Can't wait. (laughs) Some Assembly Required is, of course, our monthly roundtable podcast where members across the Australian podcast community get together with a random topic and discuss it amongst the Assembly. If you like that, be sure to follow Some Assembly Required over at dashgamer.com, iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and, of course, all other good podcasting services, maybe even some bad ones as well. Throwback. Follow uh, at Dash Gamers on Twitter to find out when every episode drops and who will be on each monthly episode. Boys, it's exciting. There's five of us here. I'm sure this is going to be a jam-packed show with an interesting collection of uh, topics. Going to be, uh... We've definitely been um, been ramping it up, like the, the build-up towards the launch of Some Assembly Required, hashtag SAR, and various SARS-related jokes. It's yes. finally culminated <laughs> towards this first recording and uh, release. So, and yeah, congratulations, uh, Simon, on, on on coming up with the logo as well. It's very impressive. Um, very good. Yeah, cheers, de- guys. Definitely yeah, beat out my stick figures drawings that I was going to propose <laughs> to the group. <laughs> nice. Um, we're going to kick it off with your topic, Drew, because I think it's probably uh, the most apt to, uh, I guess, introduce ourselves and give everyone an, at uh, at home an idea of who we are if they haven't come across uh, some of the people on this podcast before. So, uh, yeah, for sure. Drew, what are you, yeah. what's your topic that you bring in this month? Uh, so, the topic basically is trying to get to know us since uh, it's episode one, just a bit of a uh, five questions just to sort of help to get us to uh, know each other a bit better, um, like ourselves and the audience. So, yeah, um, I've got five, but if, if uh, you decide to answer them real quick and we get through them, I can add some more. These questions... Funnily enough, are uh, from womenshealthmag.com. <laughs> uh, nice. Great source. It was, it was a great, great source. Um, looking, looking through like these sorts, I just like Googled questions to get to know each other and women's health seemed to have the best one. So, you know, women, women get to know each other really well. Um, there's, that there's means no something completely opposite in the Bible. So, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Us men at the bar. How you going? Good? Yeah. You good? Yeah. Sports. Friends. 
Sports. <laughs> sports. Do you like sports? Oh, not really. Oh, fuck. Oh, well. Catch the three, mate. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, so the first question is, what's your favourite thing about your current job? Ooh. So damn. we'll start with you, buddy. Ooh. Oh, damn. Okay. Boom. The host of the show. We'll start with you. Spotlight. Spotlight. Um, I'm in an actually interesting position with my job at the moment. Uh, I worked in retail in uh, at a pharmacy for about 12 years. I vehemently disliked that towards the end of my tenure, had a kind of mental breakdown and, and lost the plot. But I was able to get into a job at JB Hi-Fi, um, which was still retail, which is kind of something that I didn't really want to get into after my previous experience with the pharmacy. Um, but the fact that it's about things that I like mm. and things that I'm interested about, like movies, music, video games, obviously as well. So I started out in kind of the movie section, now being promoted and, and I'm in games and I run that section as well. So I guess what I like about it is it's actually something that um, I share a hobby with outside of my job as well. Like I'm working in something that I in, enjoy. Uh, yeah, it's still retail, but at least I like the retail that I'm kind of in. And um, some of the perks that I get are, are quite good as well. Um, whether, you know, get free games here and there and stuff. So um, yep. even even if you could take, I guess, the free games and all, all that stuff and, and getting to go to conference each year, um, <laughs> you take all that out of it, I would still enjoy it. It would still be my favorite thing. So it's definitely, the probably, it's easily the best job that I've had so far, and the fact that it shares something with my hobbies. So that's yeah, that's what kind of my answer to that. Yeah, I I always think like sometimes I I wish I could have like a job where it's like recommending games to people. Like if like a mum comes in and she's oh you know I'm getting this for for my son or my daughter. Uh, what do you recommend? I thought I always think that would be an awesome job. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun, and it's really cool to. Sometimes you see customers there, they're buying like a first console or they're walking away and you can see how happy they are to be getting into mm-hmm. video games as well. And you've got to remind yourself that, you know, I'm in video games, I've got all the consoles, I play everything, I've had an intro for so long. I take that for granted and seeing someone else have that, that experience of getting a new console, I'm like, oh yeah, you've got to try and feed off that happiness. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Bryce, we'll move on to you next. <laughs> I like to get uh, people drunk and then give them <laughs> shit for being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, actually didn't even know what Bryce did, so this is new. Yeah, me I, I work. I work uh, two bartending jobs, so it doesn't uh, differ between any of them. And because when you're working in small local towns, uh, you get to know the people really easily. So basically, your job as a small town bartender is mostly getting to know people and then shooting shit with them. Pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> There's some interesting characters around the place, isn't there? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Most are good, but then you get, like, some of the... Well, The alcohol isn't what is the bad thing, it's the drugs. (laughs) Yeah, the drugs is the bad thing. Don't like the the... drugs, but the drugs like me. (laughs) (laughs) The druggies like me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, the the thing with it really is, is that, you know, once once you get into a job like that, uh, you're nervous and then they shoot the shit on you and they don't like you at first because you won't shoot it back. But when you start shooting it back, then they start to respect you. Mm. So mm. it basically just becomes a job of, here's your beer, now stop being a smart-ass prick. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 it wrong, is it wrong that I want to vid- visit your workplace now? <laughs> well, I mean, you can, you can if you want, but I'll give you shit. <laughs> so I'm happy with it. it. I'm probably going to cop shit later. 
I'll serve you. I'll serve you a palmy and a pint, and you, I'll serve you shit over it. <laughs> I heard that. I heard there was a rumor that Bryce incorporates dance elements into his work just so he can raise the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Jesus! I do that. I do that Fortnite default dance when delivering a burn. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bryce and I we work at the same uh, pub, and every now and again, there, there, there was a bloke the other day. He wanted a. He wanted. I forgot what it was. I think it was like a Bundy and orange juice. And he wanted it in a, a fin tall glass instead of just a short glass. <laughs> but oh, we didn't have any fin tall glasses at the time. And I'm like, sorry, we don't have any fin tall ones at the moment. We've only got these short ones. It's the same size. It doesn't matter. And he, he just went on and on about it. He's complaining. And he's like, oh, I'm not being, I'm not being silly, mate. I'm not being silly. And I just, I just look up to him and say, mate, you are being silly. Have your fucking drink. No, he wanted his drink to be higher. <laughs> Obviously, you can't, can't, mouth, he can't make it reach his lips or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, think, I think maybe he wanted to butt chug it. Yeah. <laughs> Natural conclusion. That's what I came to as yeah, well. But yeah. I don't want to put that on someone who... Yeah, you don't want to... Want to you, don't want, <laughs> you don't want any of that to spill when you're butt chugging it. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> especially it especially if it had orange juice in it. That'd sting, wouldn't it? Ooh. Acid reflux. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't come without its unpleasant experiences, though. I've I've witnessed a guy uh, rip his pants down at the end of the night, and then do a na- and then do a half naked backflip. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, they're gonna say wow. he like laid one on the ground or something. Oh uh, yeah. nah, nah. He probably would have if we if if we let him. To be honest, you're not gonna name that person on the podcast, uh, Bryce. Some some guy from Victoria. I don't know who. Okay, the yeah. Oh, well, that not explains a local, it. Then. Did he nail the backflip though? He nailed the backflip. He was very oh, yeah. impressive, but he wow. also got kicked out because he threw a glass at the at the bar for no Holy. reason. Oh shit! While doing the backflip, that's that's incredible. <laughs> nah, afterwards because he was hype. He was like, "Yeah, I did a fucking backflip." <laughs> Started laying glasses down, down after that. <laughs> no, uh, just, Ashley, what about you? Pickle. What's your favorite thing about your current career? Uh, so I work, also work retail. I work at a news agency. So mm-hmm. probably the best thing is the occasional be able to give money to people like a lot yeah. of money mm. that's pretty sweet <laughs> so just to see people get super excited and that kind of thing just but did you spirits. sell that winning ticket the other day no i didn't no <sighs> I've, I've been hearing about it non-stop so don't worry about that uh <laughs> what, what's the most amount of money that you've handed out to a customer from a winning uh well we can only give out like up to four grand okay but i've had customers in who have won prizes over 25 grand even more oh, wow Ooh. that'd be nice yeah. So. Wow, yeah. have you noticed also, like a, a like decline in just foot traffic from the whole like change of print media to digital? Like, are you stocking uh, less magazines and stuff, or what? Yeah, a little bit, but then a lot of the customer base is older. It feels uh, yeah. like at okay. least. Yep. So they yeah. they they love their newspapers. I noticed <laughs> our old. I noticed our local news agency doesn't sell any gaming magazines at all anymore. Like, not one. No. Yeah. There's. Maybe two or three, yeah. Currently going, whereas back when we were young, there's like five, six, and then a bunch of unofficial, unofficial ones. Yeah, there's a whole there's a well. whole section of them, like in our news agency. But yeah, just even I I stopped buying them because I get everything online now, and obviously everyone else does yeah. as well down here. No, no, I, they do. They're cashing in on the Fortnite craze. They they bring out a oh. magazine every t- season. So yeah. I don't even. Oh, I, don't I, even I, want th- to I thought you were going to say they're bringing it out every Jesus. two weeks. Oh, K Zone! I used to love K Zones. Oh, still going strong, yeah. Still going strong. <laughs> it was yeah. It was Shout out to Zoom Magazine, Mag. D Mag, yeah, K Zone, yeah. 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 How, 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 how
I'm sorry, you're going. Yeah, no, Jesus I used to Christ. get. I, I religiously used to get Nintendo magazine system, uh, NMS, when that was a thing. Um, hmm. And then after that, Hyper. Yeah, Hyper was really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened to K Zone, but um, you brought up Fortnite and cashing in on the magazines. The last thing I saw from a K Zone was uh, a double sided, a double page uh, thing that was like Fortnite fart, more Fortnite more like fart night. And it became an eternal meme. And oh, it was wow. just like just uh, like still images of Fortnite characters making fart puns. It was the worst thing ever. That pun stinks. I mean, <laughs> the, yeah. the, that's the target demographic. I mean, it's seven to eight year olds. I mean, um, I don't think I remember shit being that bad when I read them, but apparently it yeah, is. I don't know. Time's changed. It is. Also, so, it's very satisfying what? telling people who are dicks that they haven't won any money as well that's awesome <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's good too yeah at the tab <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry gonads didn't win this week <laughs> simon what about you what's most rewarding about your career uh basically being um trusted in the position that i'm in so i work in the i lead the marketing department for a place that manufactures machinery attachments uh, for things uh, particularly to do with earth moving and agriculture. Uh, basically, ever since I've started, we've just been growing year over year. We completely smashed our sales target last year, smashed our marketing leads, and I get awesome perks by getting sent to places like America and that for further training. So, yeah, it's going really good. Uh, I've been there for five years, and it was so much better than my workplace before, which was heavily depressing. So, yeah, I'm I'm really stoked with that, and it's basically just a good relationship with the boss, uh, very honest and uh, good incentives. So, yeah, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I I really liked the video you put on Twitter a few months ago of you doing the Christmas carols around the yeah. warehouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get have a bit of fun with it. So, I, I'm we actually um, I'll I'll let you guys know now. This week we're recording a campaign called February, and mm. basically tying in a you know night out at your at your whatever brewery you want to go to, um, you know, order something during February, etc. sort of en- entry type deal. And um, we're going to be recording an ad for that filled with many beer puns. So keep an eye out for that. That sounds great. Uh, I dare say you're responsible for all the, the beer puns as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I've already written the script, <laughs> so. <laughs> we know if Bryce and Drew win that, they're going to the Furfy uh, factory, so. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. Little Creatures Brewery, baby. <laughs> well, I, I've actually got a Little Creatures right here right now, so. Beautiful. Nice. Um, I guess I'm including myself in this. I'll, I'll be quick. Probably um, should. Yeah. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a farmer from South Australia, and I think probably the most rewarding thing is just being outside, being on the land, being able to sort of set your own goals and uh, do your own thing. Um, it's, it's just a farm with my mum, my dad and myself. So, you know, it's I get to work with my family, get to be outside, be with animals. Um, it's hard work, but I think at the end of the day, I sort of, I enjoy the hard work, even if I don't think I do. Because <laughs> uh, if, if I'm just sort of doing nothing, I get, you know, bored and I'm sort of, sort of used to doing it so was was it something that you were always going to do like was it a, a expected thing given that it's family um sort of going through high school i didn't really know if i wanted to do it or not uh yeah um don't really 
Yeah, I don't really. I think I think I'm doing it because it's sort of what I'm born into and what I'm, and and it's there. Um, it's got not a natural talent. It's, yeah, it's it's not necessarily my um passion or anything like that, but um, it's definitely I, I enjoy the lifestyle, being out in the land and being able to do um what I want out there. So, yeah, I guess that's my Sorry. answer for that. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to the next question. So, would you say you're more of an extrovert or an introvert? We'll go. We'll start with Buddy first. again. Um. <clears throat> oh boy, this is this is a tough one. Uh, Dylan from uh, the RBC podcast, my best mate, actually uh, dubbed me the um, what was it? The antisocial butterfly. He says I'm an introvert that is able to be extroverted uh, to blend in even though I don't want to be places or sometimes just to kind of get by. Mm. So I'm definitely an introvert with how I spend my time and not wanting to go out. But when I do kind of go out or I do have to, not, I shouldn't say have to, but I do interact with people, I'm able to kind of bring it up a little bit of a level. And I'm not saying that I'm faking it, but um, I'm able to at least step out of my natural introvert sense if that makes i don't know if that makes sense yeah it's, it sounds like a good skill to have if uh you naturally go to not not being all about the social situations but then you can sort of adjust to it when uh you need to that's a good thing i think mm. yeah yeah what about you bryce uh introvert <laughs> yeah just straight just straight introvert <laughs> um no, I, I don't mind being I don't mind being extroverted sometimes. That's fine, but as long as it's around people I know, I'm not really good in crowds alone. Uh, and generally, just prefer to stay indoors when I'm not working, or you know, doing something with my family or something like that. I don't really jump too far out of my comfort zone. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Ashley. Yep. Yeah, introvert as well. I, I feel like it's a running theme amongst a lot of <laughs> gamers. We just, I think, it, yeah, uh, if you define an introvert as what they do with their free time, I guess we all would prefer to, like, do play video games and just sort of be alone. Out, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. an extrovert would be somebody who wants to be surrounded by people all the time. So, mm. yeah, introvert. Yep. Simon? Uh, it's kind of similar to Buddy. I reckon it. It all depends. If I've been drinking, then I'm definitely an extrovert. So, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and and that's actually a thing. Like, I will, if there is, say, like, oh, we got this kid's birthday party to go to, and there's like dads there that I don't know, and they're all blokey and they're talking about sports, and I've not, you know, trying to make small talk or whatever. And they're like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I'm straight around, like, "Yep," you know. And once you kind of like have a couple, then you can just sort of, yeah, you know, it, it, it kind of. It's not like you're dependent on it per se, but it kind of like frees it up a bit and you don't feel so... Social lubricant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, and yeah, and basically it also depends on the, the crowd. So if there's sort of like enough of my friends in a crowd, so it could be like I'm at the pub and there's two of my mates and there's like three or four other people that they know that I don't know, then I'm sweet with that. Like, you know, I'll just end up talking away, but... Yeah, if it's a situation where I, you know, if it's, as I said, something to do with, like, other parents at the kindergarten or, or you know, somebody's old family friends and stuff, I'm usually pretty quiet. So, yeah, bit of both. Yep. Yeah. Um, and what about you, Drew? I feel like 
probably at the end of high school, I was a bit of both, probably 50-50 on each. But sort of since then, since I've got the second job at the at the pub, sort of working every weekend, I sort of my life sort of started revolving around having to be at work Friday, Saturday nights. So mm-hmm. my social life sort of fell away and I didn't really think about it as well as friends and that moving to the city for university and um, things like that. So I probably I probably feel well, fall a bit more extroverted now just because of that. But I don't feel like if there's parties or whatever, I don't have any problems sort of you know, blending in and getting getting my drink on and partying or whatever. <laughs> getting his yeah. furfs on, mate. Yeah, I'll get, mate, get, get the furfs on. Probably the Captain Morgan, that's what I really get on. Yeah, nice. Damn, son. I am not, not good with like any hard liquor because I don't drink it right. And so when we went to, I got sent to America, as I said before, for my work. And we went to this bar in Boston and, you know, the girl behind the bar, she's talking away and she's, you know, she's talking Australia versus America, well, all this other stuff. That was cool. And then she's like, yeah, you guys are cool. And then she's like, you guys want free shots? And it's like, Jameson's, 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 Jameson's. And I was just like, oh, yeah, oh, I could take this. And holy crap. <laughs> that was freaking messy the next morning. I was just like, I'm not used to this. Take me home. <laughs> I would imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm useless on shots too. Bryce knows that. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and the, these were like the pickle juice chasers. Oh Ooh, yeah. No 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 no. And I was oh. just like, oh yeah, you know, when in Boston, and there you go. <laughs> when in Boston. <laughs> <we're> in Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. All right, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, what was the best vacation you ever took, and why? And by the use of their word vacation instead of holiday, this is obviously American. So, what was your best holiday you ever took and why? Wait, this was Australian Women's Health or was it just Women's Health? It must be just Women's Health. There was no .au. Okay. So, yeah. No, okay. So, what was there your best no boundaries. Holiday? There are no geographical no, yeah. boundaries on Women's Health. Yeah, no. that's true. So, what, what was your best holiday? We'll start with Buddy again. We'll go in the same order each time. Um, Thailand. Uh, 2015. Pro- actually proposed to my wife there. Oh, Ooh, well, yep. proposed to my girlfriend, oh. who became my fiance, oh. who's now my you wife. Should, you should have got married there. You should have got married there so you could tie the knot. God yeah. damn it! Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He's got one for every situation. Guys, this guy's gonna kick me out. Soon. Gonna kick me. I'll stop. I'll, I promise. I'll stop. Yeah. Guys, have a drink every time Simon does a pun, and then you guys could be <laughs> fucked up. Paraplegic. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that was my favorite holiday. I could probably go into a little bit more depth, but um, I know we got plenty to get through. So yeah, Thailand. It was awesome. Yep. Bryce. Uh, Tasmania. Tasmania was just in general. Uh, we went over there with the. I went over there with my partner to go see her father. Um, it's really beautiful over there and like you can go literally everywhere in a day pretty much. Um, so you don't have to spend a ton of time there, but there's also a lot of historical things like Port Arthur to go visit. And, mm. uh, you know, you go up into the hills and you look down and there's just like basically canal river lake sort of structure all around uh, Hobart. And it's just really cool. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Tasmania is a lovely area. I used to actually live there. Um, I lived in mm-hmm. Glenorchy for about three, four years. Um, Launceston's amazing. And like you said before, all the like the old style buildings and kind of historical um, places there are really cool. So yeah. shout out to Dylan Blight too, our Tasmanian brethren. Mm, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm jealous. Launceston is so nice. Yep. Uh, Ashley. Um, I went on a cruise with a bunch of friends back well, almost a decade ago now to like New Caledonia and... That sort of area. That's oh, a, wow. Yep. That was nice. pretty great. 
I've always wanted nice. to go on a cruise. I mean, just I would, but alone. I get fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simon? The food and... Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, well, I said Ash had me at the food. Yeah, boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for me, uh, okay, so I was born in the UK but moved to Australia when I was like one and a half. So, you know, I don't remember anything overseas. And so my first time overseas was going to uh, America last year. So I'd have to say that. Um, and the stopover in New Zealand, spent a day there. That was sick too. Um, very, it was really weird going to New Zealand because it was like, so I like, had very same franchises as Australia and everything, but there was just this, just the whole like mountain landscape and everything in that. And just the, like, you know, the, the size of the city in that was kind of similar to like Perth, but a bit smaller. Um, so it was very familiar, but it was new as well. And, um, yeah, so to have that and to tick off America as well was pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, my, my favorite holiday was probably when I went up Australia with my partner, went up the East coast um driving we went from uh at well just between adelaide and melbourne where we are near mount gambia to um up to cairns and we're, we're away for about three months so it's probably the whole well, it's shit. definitely the longest holiday yeah. i've ever had and it was just cool just to be able to chill out in each area before we go up and yeah probably my favorite place up the east coast was probably byron bay absolutely love that place just chilling out on the yeah, beach yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> The correct How answer was Nimbin. Uh, we, went to, we went to Nimbin. Uh, we went to Nimbin. That was, that was an experience and a half. That's Nimbin's hilarious. But how did that go for like like relationship wise? You know, driving together for that long. Uh, the was driving it? wasn't too bad. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, 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 I've, always, I I've always wondered about that. You know, do people like murder each other on the road or anything? You know? Well, over three months, you're not going that far every day, I guess. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, we did a lot of driving sort of towards the end. Um, especially when we're going up to Cairns because there was sort of nothing in between there. There was uh, there was also one drive where uh, the travel a- agency booked us in for uh, I forgot where it, forgot where it was and where we were, but we were booked in. So oh yeah, a day a day will be fine to drive. So yeah, a day like literally twelve hours. It was a twelve hour drive <laughs> in one day to get from where we needed to be to the next place. And yeah, that tested me out a bit. When I got to the accommodation, I got out my credit card and just. And had to like, he said, Oh, yeah, what's your name? What's your number? I'll write it down so you can stay here. And I just like looked at him blankly, like my brain just shut down. <laughs> my partner was like, She hit me in the in the shoulder going, Drew, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, Drew. <laughs> me, Drew. <laughs> Maybe you'll like Drew book in. Yes, oh, no. <laughs> that'll be it. I reckon that'll be, a, that'll be a great story one day. Our Nimbin adventure, though, that'll be, yeah. Now, yeah, I didn't even know there was a, a, I didn't even know that was a place until um, some dude we met, he's like, hey, there's this bus which takes you to a town where you can get weed. I'm like, what? And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember they had like, uh, Nimbin had like this this pot festival and they had like the world's largest joint and they were all mm-hmm. like carrying it down the street. I remember seeing footage I of I saw that. all the photos. All, all, like, there's like a pub and there's nothing but m- marijuana like merchandise it's amazing it's a, it's a weird place <laughs> oh, oh Bay, love it though yeah <laughs> uh on to the next question is um what type of music are you into Ooh. oh fuck yeah this is a question i've been waiting for <laughs> where do you start and where do you stop drew this is yeah. this is a this is a loaded question here. it is it is a loaded question maybe just um do two genres which are like yes i really love these two genres uh for myself i'm gonna say 
um, rock, uh, leaning more towards punk rock and post-hardcore type of stuff. And then for the other genre, uh, kind of like lo-fi electronic music, kind of like your, your kite string tangles, um, your Odessas, that kind of stuff that I'm kind of really getting into at the moment. Joji, um, which is kind of, I guess, R&B. But yeah, those are probably the two I'd lean towards now. Yep. Cool, cool. Bryce? Mostly just heavy metal or rock. I didn't talk to you, Bryce. Huh? (laughs) What band are Bryce? (laughs) Um, I don't really have any particular favorites at the moment, but plenty of my past has been like Three Days Grace, Avenged Sevenfold, that kind of stuff. Um, Then you got your general punk, Blink-182, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Ashley? Yeah, probably like alternative or indie rock, something like that. I'm not good with these genres. I I don't like these categories it's so hard to think <laughs> i like uh rock but i don't like it too hard and shit yeah so it's <laughs> just, just, i've always imagined like the yeah. face that drew pulls when he puts on that i like heavy now, drums but it. no screaming um i like <laughs> soft boiled egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. i like some banjo but not a triangle mm, <laughs> yeah that just yeah oh. <laughs> yeah Simon? For alternative metal and progressive metal. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And I would say I'm into mainly like punk rock and uh, rock and alternative rock. Like just like the sort of like differences of rock, I guess. Um, But there's lots of other things. Like I like my mum got me into like El Devo, which is like this uh, um, or like... Orchestra band? I don't even know how to describe yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah operatic sort of. Yeah, yeah. There's like there's like heaps of like sort of weird genres I I like as well. I know, I know like a lot of people say, oh, I'm into everything. So I, I doubt you're into everything. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I like yep. a lot of weird stuff. Um, but I, I would say that my my music, I haven't really listened to like much new stuff since high school. I've sort of been like stuck in like the same bubble of music even though we've got stuff like spotify and um really great tools to discover new music i don't seem to use them yeah which is but weird. it's so easy just to stay in your bubble and yeah just, yeah that's you know what i seem good, to do so why bother it's Are funny you... they say that people's music um tastes don't change from that high school era mm. kind of around that that certain age um that doesn't really develop and i find that unless you're actively going out and sourcing new music each week or looking for new artists, um, then it just will never, like, I don't want to say evolve, but it'll just, you'll never find new stuff. Yeah. And I find, like, what Spotify recommends me is just, like, the same old stuff as well. Mm. Like, I sort of yeah. try and rely on that, but, yeah, you need to actively, like, find find new stuff which you like, yeah. 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 And the final question is, uh, what are your hobbies and how did you get into them? Oh, Jesus Christ, we could be here forever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll shoot it quick for you. Uh, hobbies are obviously video games, um, but massively playing sport, in particular touch football and rugby league. Being a Queenslander, um, played that since I was a little bit. I started when I was 12. Had only played the one season, uh, and then picked it up back up again when I was 18, and kind of stopped at my late 20s. So yeah, rugby league, all things sport, touch footy, video games. Um, I was doing community radio there for a little bit, so doing that kind of stuff as well. Uh, and that's yeah, that's 
pretty much it. Watching movies, not much of it. Going to the cinema. Oh, fucking love going to the cinema. Mm, hell it's yeah. 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 Uh, Bryce? Oh, just video games at the moment, really. And how'd you get you into know, video I, games? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've I've got the I've got the two jobs I've got. Don't I'm not at them all the time, but I've also got a family, so it's sort of um, you know, fam- family is my priority over everything else, and then video games is my hobby. Um, past that, so yeah, it's funny that you say that because actually, when I, what I was talking about there, touch footy and rugby league, they're all kind of hobbies that I've kind of lapsed playing sport and I've kind of just fallen into like video games or, or one particular area which I kind of jump into just finding the time to enjoy other stuff and do more things is harder as kind of you get older yeah the more hobbies you have um like especially when you're young you have like a shit ton of them but then you you know you go to work and stuff like that and obviously you don't have as much energy as you did when you were a kid so you're trying to yep. fit all the time to put all this shit together but yeah, nah, I'd, I'll just stick to the one hobby and <laughs> go with that, I reckon. Mm. Yep. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, uh, movies, TV, video games, watching sport, Not definitely not participating, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, Ash, let's start a TRL not, team up. Not in a while, yeah. Yes. Very cool. Uh, Simon? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have connection for it. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, what are your hobbies and how did you get into them? Um, it's so hard to think of that because yeah, mine used to be as per your episode on House of Mario. Mine was as a kid and teenager was gaming, um, all the time, and as well as drawing. And so basically, once I kind of lapsed out of gaming, it's just basically been, yeah, maybe doing a bit of bit of illustration and stuff. Uh, but primarily shifting into music, uh, especially this year. Um, so definitely getting the, the band thing up and running and uh, got myself a kit and adding to, to the drum kit and stuff. So that's been really cool. So it's basically, yeah, music um, and a bit of art when I can yeah. and considering gaming, um, although also trying to launch another podcast. So <laughs> I have to buy time from somewhere. Yeah. Just, I've got a question about your band. Um, is 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 that like a hobby type of thing, or is that like you're actually going to pubs and clubs and stuff at night time and playing on the weekends? Or uh, we will. So you we will, started. Yeah. yeah. So I've I've been in bands on and off, um, doing like vocals and stuff, and but I've always been into drums, right? And I've done like drum programming and stuff in the past, and so yeah, this is the time I was actually like, no, I'm gonna get like a proper kit and stuff and. Um, yes, yeah, and we and we just got a got a singer just recently, and so we're just sending him demos and stuff, and yeah, plan to gig this year. Awesome, because um, because b- back in high school, I I uh, played the drums too, and I absolutely absolutely like love drums. I haven't played them in like a couple of years, just because uh, like I haven't got any mates who are into music as well, so it's hard to mm. sort of get together and play. Like a lot of the time, I'd go to my bedroom and like you know play for half an hour, like do some beats or whatever, but. I, know, I, sort, I sort of wore thin of that. I really wanted to like play with people again. Um, yeah, no, yeah. It, it is awesome. It's pe- like particularly just these last several jams that we've been doing. We actually do it at this um, this space. There's this new uh, roller derby rink like property that was built. Um, so it's this huge ass shed. It's got this awesome mezzanine, and they rent out the space to people when it's not being used for for roller derby, and basically. Yeah, so we get to go there, you know, each week and all my stuff's already set up and 
you know, PA and everything's all there. So just get ready to go. And more importantly, there's beers downstairs. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) you need to, you need them to like, yeah, get some of your liquid back from all that. Yeah, exactly. Smash need to hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm video games like most of you guys as well. I won't dabble on that, you know, hitting buttons, flicking sticks. It's all, it's all, you know, it's all the same. Uh, but I play, um, I've been playing soccer since, oh, I've been a little, how old was I when I started playing soccer? Maybe, let's just say 12 or 10 or something. I, I can't remember. I've been playing for years all throughout high school and all that. And like, I'm not, I'm not the best soccer player. I'm not um, the most passionate about like following like the A-League and the, and all like the different things, but I really like playing it. I really like being in the uh, the team we've got in our small town here. Bunch of great blokes, and yeah, keep uh, keep doing that. Um, like I said, I really like um, music and drumming and all that. I actually had we had the uh, my um, partner's uh, birthday party here last night, and uh, it was just like full of girls, and they're all putting like their pop music on. <laughs> So I bring out like my bongo and start playing a uh, playing along nice. the bongo beat to like I don't know whatever they had on I can't can't remember to be honest <laughs> whatever you hear on the radio at ten o'clock on a Friday just like that sort of doof doof the Drew oh, Bongo no. remix yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that does it for my questions guys that's my segment out the way very cool, cool. fun fun I didn't know you played soccer that's awesome. Thank yeah. you, Drew. Very yeah. cool. Very but Drew, cool. like, are you sure that you're not Italian? Like, seriously, are you sure? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't. Who knows? Actually, my... <laughs> Who knows? I hope you know, actually. You've seen all those videos of people with their DNA tests? I was about to say... <laughs> I don't know what any of the DNA I, I was is. about to say, my. I think my parents literally did that thing. Because, like, it's oh, always... Oh, they ha- did it, yeah. Like, I hear it a lot on the kind of funny podcast and they're like, oh, just lick the thing and send it away. Or spit in mm. a thing. I don't know what it was. But so I think swab they, on the inside of the cheek. Lick the thing and yeah. send it away. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> lick, it and, lick it and spit it. Send it off. Yeah, but they, they literally did that. And dad got his back and he's got like a bit of Scottish and, you know, whatever. Because he, he's from, he's been in this area his whole life. And I think mum, what did mum get back? She like My mum's the one. She's from the UK and um, her and her mum, they've got a, like a darker skin. So that's where I get it from. But yeah, they didn't get any Italian, any yeah, they didn't get any like coloured um, cultures back. So I don't know. Who knows? Wow. I, can, I can always be the Italian stallion for you though, Simon. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. You that's can. It. That, that's, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Take that mantle. <laughs> All right, cool. Now that we know, kind of uh, know a little bit more about each other, and hopefully the people at home do as well. Let's get into kind of why we're here. Why? My question is, why do you podcast and what made you podcast? So uh, let's uh, kick it off with you, Ashley Hobley, down the far end for all oh, revealing behind funny the, story. the curtain. Oh. <laughs> funny story, that. <laughs> I was bullied into this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No. Uh, yeah, I guess the inspiration for at least the Explosion Network getting started was uh, kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went to RTX Sydney a few years back. Uh, we're all big fans, so we all went down separately. Uh, a lot of us hadn't met each other or anything, and we all sort of met. I didn't had not met anybody. I hadn't been in the Facebook group. I hadn't interacted with anybody. I just happened to be in a comic book shop at the same time as everybody else, and they said, hey, you're wearing a kind of funny shirt. Let's, ha- let's hang out. <laughs> sort of went from there. Um, yeah, and then after that, with uh, I think fr- 
friend of all of us, NATO, was doing a podcast at the time and uh, he was spruiking it nonstop like he does uh, <laughs> during the week. And we're like, we could do that. So we just. So you one did. Day we all, yeah, we did. We got mics oh. and then we uh, recorded first episode of Pleasure Explosion, which you can still find on explosionnetwork.com. Mm. Got the Very 69 nice. episodes. <laughs> 69, <laughs> yes. It's kind of fate that you're in that comic book shop, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it it is fate, yeah. It's one of those life-changing moments that I'm very grateful for. Mm. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And why I'm still doing it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, and we get to connect with community members, be in think projects like this, and then, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Look at us. We're all all, all met online, and now we're all friends, so... um, And we have a lot of other friends from uh, different, I guess, podcasts or community kind of... um, like meetups and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Bryce, what about Me. you? What what got you into podcasting and why do you podcast? Okay, so I was only very rarely listening to podcasts uh before I started. It didn't happen very often. Um Drew and I were experimenting with different types of digital content creation uh in general. Yeah. And uh, we wanted to do a podcast and we actually trialed a podcast episode quite early on and the pod went for an hour and 20 minutes, I think, and uh, Drew got tired by the end of it, so it never got released. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Just like he he just, uh, nah, I had enough. No, no, he was was going through, but he'd been working... He'd been working oh, all day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been working all day. We wanted to talk about. I was just so tired. I'm so sorry. Jesus Christ. Um. Okay, so he'd been working all day. I was. I was pretty alert. I was. I was commanding the show. We. We did it. Didn't work out too well. So we were just like, bugger it. It's, you know, we're, we're, we're trying this. We're only doing it with dodgy equipment. We'll just... Um, mm. It was it was we'll, just the one we'll blue snowball, like, in the middle between us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he went off for his holiday. Our We did YouTube content creation for a little bit. Um, but during that time away on his holiday, it was kind of like we had a bunch of backup footage, but I just decided that putting out footage now and then running out of it, we'd have nothing left. Couldn't really continue the thing on my own. So we left it. Um, and then that's when we turned around and said, Hey, how about we do that podcast? And that's how the house of Mario was born with, and we, um, did it with that blue snowball and, uh, an iPad. Was it at the time? Mm, yeah. It was an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, then from there, it only took us, I think it was maybe three or four episodes before we got a proper equipment set up and bam, um, Drill obviously. He, I'll let him talk about how we met up with uh, people like you guys. But um, uh, basically, I got flung into this community with him as a tag along, and um, I've enjoyed being in it ever since. Yep. Very yeah, cool. Awesome. Very cool. Very yeah. cool, Bryce. Thank Very you, cool. Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't and, have picked uh, Kanye out of anybody. <laughs> Because Donald Trump's tweets suck. <laughs> and what about you, Drew? Anything to add to uh, the House um, of Mario origin story? Well, why do you do it? Why um, do well, back in back in high school, I used I used to love, or oh, still do. I I fell in love with podcasts back in high school. I used to listen to 
uh, IGN's Nintendo Voice Chat every. It was every Thursday morning. It used to drop on like the same time as my photography class. So every week I listened to that, and I just had the one podcast. And it wasn't in. I'm like, well, I can fit. I like these. I like listening to them. I can fit more in. So I found more of the IGN podcast. You know, Colin and Greg on Beyond and uh, the Xbox podcast and uh, Game Scoop, and eventually found more podcasts. Obviously, kind of funny went off and. When kind of funny went off to do their own thing, I sort of thought to myself, because at at the time I was like, wouldn't it be awesome to have a job at IGN where you're, you know, covering video games and especially being like something like the Nintendo editor? That was always a job I had my eyes on. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. But yeah, but when kind of funny left, I was like, I can do. It. We can do our own thing. We don't have to, you know, work our way up to this job to be able to do it. So yeah, I said Bryce, you want to do a nintendo podcast and or do you want to do a normal gaming podcast and he said yeah yeah do a nintendo one because um i really really like playstation as well and bryce is a big pc gamer but nintendo is sort of where we come together and we have a real big passion about that yep so yeah and And what uh, about you guys how how did you guys meet as well because are you guys from school together yeah we've been best best mates since nine years old or whatever at primary school yeah 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 literally really young yeah but i i met a lot of this community as well through rtx that year um all the explosion network guys got together i met like a lot of those and yeah i can't remember buddy did you go to rtx did i meet you there no nah, was that after? Nah, I, didn't. Uh, I went to pax yep yeah 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 because i met i like i knew you before pax i just can't I, like so, some people i can't remember exactly where like i ran into them yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all hazy yeah <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah but yeah i've metal- seen i've seen you on a bender ash i, I bet you it was hazy but yeah i absolutely love podcasting for like the sense of community it gives us and being able to like give us a voice to sort of speak out and be able to talk about what we what we're really passionate about yeah yeah it's awesome there you go house of agree the origin uh brought together by snowballing excellent yeah (laughs) um (laughs) thank you to the big blue yeti blue yeti yeah there you go shout out no, uh, we don't have Simon. a blue yeti. It's a blue snowball, Bryce. It's the blue snowball. <laughs> I know. I was, it, I was, I was, I was going on with the joke there. All right, just <laughs> calm your shit it's down. Like, I can't, I can't thank a snowball. A snowball's not going to do anything for me. I have to thank the yeti that made the snowball. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the black yeti here. Ooh, black yeti. there you go. Yeah. Nice. All, all yetis matter. Um, Simon, you're going to have an interesting <laughs> perspective here because um, out of all of us that are here, you kind of you're outside of the video gaming landscape you host mm-hmm. an apple technology orientated podcast of course the apple slice podcast yep. and you didn't know your co-host before you met up is that correct so, exactly so basically so well yeah so my whole story of getting into podcasting was i was following all the apple news and stuff and then uh, one of the biggest sites nine to five mac they're like hey they do a podcast and it's called happy hour and that's when i that's when i started listening to it and i listened to that for a good six months or so um and i started picking up other podcasts at the time but i was only like really listening to like three or something and then i noticed there was this other guy from australia that was all quite active on twitter commenting on all their stuff like all their tweets they did uh, and i was just kind of like oh man like i thought i was kind of like repping australia you know for <laughs> for for the uh for all the commenting on for on these nine to five back articles considering it's an american podcast right and so um and then he's there, and and I was just like, oh, you know, it's, a, it's sort of a little bit competitive for a bit. And then somehow we jokingly sort of said, oh, hey, we should we should do our Aussie version, you know. 
Um, and he's and he sort of jokingly tweeted back, and then I like DM'd him. I was like, "Do you wanna?" He's like, "Yep." So I didn't even know him. He lived on Sunshine Coast at the time. Um, I didn't even know he was uh, fresh to Australia, like he's from South Africa. And um, yeah, so basically we go, "Yep, uh, get a mic," and he's like, "Oh no, my earphones work." I was like, "Yeah, so do mine." And we recorded an episode, never having done podcasting before, uh, a week after that chat. Um, wow. Yeah, and I listened back to the first episode now, and it's so cringeworthy, but I was trying my best. <laughs> um, but it, it was also because I had sort of a certain expectation in my head, like there's a certain rapport between, say, the 9 to 5 Mac guys, obviously they've been doing it for ages, um, and you know they can be quite like, they're, they're geeking out, they're nerding out, but it's lively as well, and I sort of came in with that, and he's much more of a kind of to the point, kind of quietly spoken guy. And I and I didn't expect that at first, so it, it took a while to kind of like get the rhythm going mm. between us, because I was always like the "Hey, welcome to Apple Slice," and he's just like, "Yeah, so blah 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 blah." And so that first year, there was a lot of kind of learning how to get the flow of it, also knowing more about each other, as well as the production side of it. So I was very quick to get a dedicated microphone for it. Um, whereas he kind of like hung on with the, the earphones method for ages and I was urging him to be like, come on, we got to up the quality. Um, eventually we got there. So yeah, um, I'm actually due to record an episode with him tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to, but he he hasn't actually been on the podcast for nearly three months, um, Mm. due to like availabilities and stuff. And I've been filling it in with various guests and that's been fantastic. But it's one of those things that I guess you've got to, if you're getting into podcasting, if you don't have like that sort of best friend history, say like Drew and Bryce, you kind of got to prepare yourself for that. It's like, well, how will you carry it on if someone isn't available or someone Mm. decides to not do it anymore? So I've kind of like always had that in the back of my mind and been able to consistently release an episode each fortnight and do a bonus one here and there so yeah i think it works well for you guys as well like even though you didn't have that chemistry at the start you definitely have that now and your upbeat nature and his kind of um i guess professionalism and how well he um nick holds himself as well i Mm. think it works really good how you bounce off each other yeah um so it's i guess it's really lucky that that just fell into place for you and it kind of really works for the vibe of apple slice so excellent thank you yeah, yeah, definitely. What about you, buddy? What's what's your history before oh, Dash mean, well, plucked you from obscurity? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I guess um, the what got me into podcasting is essentially um, Podcast Beyond, of course. I'm a PlayStation fan, your game scoop. Um, very similar to how a lot of us, uh, I guess, consumed podcasts. But I was also listening to a lot of sports podcasts at the time as well, like Triple M's Rush Hour. Um, I, was, I was also listening to... Um, uh, back in the day, the reruns of ABC Grandstand and their after-match, um, after uh, I guess, analysis. And that stemmed from listening to that as a kid uh, on a Sunday afternoon um, when we used to go to markets or coming back from footy. I'd, I'd always loved radio and listening to the, the football results on the radio and the analysis after it um, was always something that I loved. And and I guess initially wanting to, wanting what got me into that um, broadcast side was, I guess it was radio and that's, okay, I guess why I am doing podcasts as well. So it's kind of like a little bit of a, a thing that I'm thinking about chasing, mm. uh, in, into radio. So I got into podcasts because I love radio and, um, I kind of see myself possibly chasing a career and I don't know, 
how my current circumstances are. But I was using podcasts, I guess, as a tool to get used to broadcasting, listening mm. to myself back and picking up kind of nuances that uh, were bad habits and picking up on those and whether to stop them and, and get rid of them. And then, you know, kind of... I'm doing it now, so I'm yeah. mumbling all the time, um, but pulling them out and I guess noticing it more by listening back and also discussions on the fly and coming up with, I guess, questions um, that stemming off answers and coming up with that ad-lib conversation and not just having anything kind of scripted as, as well. So that was one of my main motivations of why I wanted a podcast to get better at radio and I was doing community radio at the time and that was kind of, uh, I guess, a portfolio builder that I wanted to, I guess, create my own online radio show. So all my podcasting stuff stems from like wanting to do it as radio and having a radio background. Mm. Um, that's kind of what got me into it, all the IGN stuff, all the sports stuff, listening to radio. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts at the moment is the reruns of Tony Delroy's Nightlife, which uh, is on ABC radio late at nights. He left and retired uh, a couple of years ago now, but I'm listening to the kind of those and I have really um, interesting conversations and interviews with uh, certain experts and these days in histories and movie reviews and they had and touched on some really cool topics um, so if I was ever to get into radio that would be kind of my passion am radio talk back uh, and none of that kind of paneling and, and mixing music and back announcing and forward announcing so it's all stems from radio for mm. me yeah fantastic like, yeah look, podcasting definitely makes me more interested in radio sort of makes me think of think about it a lot more than rather than because like it looks the guys who are really good at it make it look really easy like they just rock up talk do, and go yeah. home but there, yeah. there there is a lot more work to it than you think like obviously preparing and all that stuff but talking and thinking about what you're going to say and that when you're being recorded is a lot different to being just like you know just letting out curse words and just being dickheads with your mates <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you listen back to episodes and you've got your ums and your likes and yep. those times when you can't <laughs> think of a thought or, you know, you've come up with topics that are all prepared and you're like, well, what do you do in those situations where you don't have that prep time or you don't have the uh, access to be able to edit out an um or mm. edit out a like or something like that when you're live on air? And that's a really def like refined skill. Um, it's mm, really yeah. impressive to do. And when I first did my podcast, um, how I did it was I, I purchased like a panel I had four mics and I had everyone kind of come over to my house and record it and I would record it live. Now I'd have my kind of theme music cut in and a few sound effects and have songs on my phone and I would do everything live, um, cut in the music on the fly, fade it out, talk, intros, outros, all that yep. and I would just upload it and I wouldn't even edit it. Yeah. Did, it, did the quality of the podcast suffer a little bit? Yes, but I was used to paneling in my time at Community Radio and that's how I felt most comfortable and maybe that I felt would better my skills mm. for radio instead mm. of kind of doing what I'm doing now, yeah. maybe a little bit. That's what that's what I yeah. did for our first episode as well. We had uh, all the sounds on the iPad and I was just hitting it as we're going. And obviously the first episode, never podcasted before. Well, I think I actually did a couple of podcast episodes, but you know, not much experience at all. And I hit the, hit the intro and it was like, a, it was, it was like a song from a Nintendo game and it, and the idea was to cut in at about 30 seconds or something and go, all right, go, you know, welcome to the show, whatever I was going to say. But yep. I just like, I was nervous about it. I let it go for like a minute. So episode one has like a one minute <laughs> lead into the actual episode. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. funny. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and that's it. That's pretty much my story. So um, that kind of wraps up, uh, I guess, my story. And let's get into uh, another story that's uh, circulating the internet at the moment. It's a bit of a hot topic uh, currently at the moment. 
And that's uh, this Gillette ad ash. Yeah, what's going on with the, what's going on with Gillette? Yeah, so you know that Best big razor company uh, <laughs> released a video about fourteenth of January, fifteenth of January, uh, pretty much targeting, uh, sort of got pushing for a positive message about men being better and uh, like uh, sort of pushing against that I don't know toxic masculinity uh, <laughs> sort of theme, and uh, it sort of blew up everywhere. It seemed to pop up on every single possible social media feed I had. Uh, so it's currently been viewed on YouTube 23 million times. It has six, uh, six, 618,000 likes, 1.1 million dislikes. Jesus. Whoa. Um, <laughs> that's gone up since all yeah. I said. Yeah. So I, I just I can't believe the hate and dis like, well, I can believe the hate, but I'm just sort of surprised because it seems kind of innocuous. And, but it seems to have just like been a red, red rag at a bull to a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so do you guys? <laughs> are you guys angry about this ad? <laughs> do you, do you understand <laughs> angry? why? No, I have I'm... no. Go ahead, Simon. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm just angry at the people getting angry. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not a a big deal. It's it's not like a because you know you got a lot of guys out there. They're just, they're just like. Feminism, this feminism, that like they want equality, blah blah, and then spouting off all sorts of crap, and they're like they're gonna change everything, and what happened to the good old days when you could slap a girl's ass and get away with it and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> and um, and they're getting really up in arms about an advert that just has an overall positive message of just hey dude, be a better guy, don't be a dick, don't try and sh- shove people around. You're you know say the example of like you know the father and the son. Obviously, what the son sees is going to you know influence him. And I didn't sort of, I, I tried to watch it because I, I, I saw all the reactions to it and then I watched the ad. So I tried to watch yep. the ad trying to think like, how would one of these like pig-headed guys react to it? And I was just like, there's not really, there's no real trigger moment. Do you know what I mean? It's It just, it seems to be like Gillette actually did it quite well in terms of getting the message out there so i don't actually understand what the problem is aside from people just getting their back up about people trying to tell guys what to do so Mm. yeah i think it's a good message to sort of push for a company that's aiming their product solely towards men for the most part um yeah and like i I think it's a good message because like I, i know like you guys probably wouldn't think about it much because you're good blokes you treat women with respect but Unfortunately, there are a lot of assholes out there who just want to, you know, look at a girl and give her a slap or you know whatever, like whatever it might be. Um, so I know if a, if if a company with a big social media presence or whatever wants to try and push this to put a message to to, to even one person who gets it and uh, takes that on, I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I don't know why. There's a lot of things to be angry about on the internet. I don't think this is one of them. No, um, I think a lot of the issue sort of just extends from um, past values from the last generation. A lot of people just seem to expect to put up uh, people to put up with it, and 
you know what? It's not sending a bad message at all. Um, a lot of the comments that are coming out of it are just like, oh, you're just trying to change men. Like, that just seems to be what they think they're doing. And it's like, no, they're just trying to tell you to be a better person. Change the, um, change the shit, men. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the thing the thing I was going to bring up on the on uh, this podcast, which I decided a couple of weeks ago, but it's sort of come irrelevant now, was the, uh, the Mr. Deadmoth situation. And uh, I don't know how many of you guys knew about that. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. like, that, well, that situation's all kinds of screwed up, like, two parents have gone to court, their kids are, the kids are the real victims here sort of thing, it's just, it's two people fighting with each other, and then there was, you know, a breakout, he hit his wife, uh, because she was throwing shit at him, it, it's like, it's, it's a whole thing, and yeah. sort of the lesson to be learned really is just be better, be, be better people. Like, if, if you're going to complain about, like, oh, the feminism, the feminism, then you're like, oh, they're just trying to change us, they're just trying to change us. It's just like, how about we just meet an equal ground here? Mm. Like, men be men men be better. Like, the ones that aren't being good at the moment, just be nicer people. You know, you don't have to get into a shit fight just because it makes you look tough. You don't have to get, you know, you don't have to be, like, dominant over your wife just because it makes you look like the man of the house or something like that. And... If you're a woman, you don't have you don't have to speak out. You just have to hope that men do the same thing. But at the same time, they women do have to speak out about this kind of thing because this is how it happens. Mm, yeah, definitely. You know, um, but we can't we can't meet that middle ground of where either side doesn't have to go. Hey, you're doing something wrong, and then you know it causes an argument. Um, I don't think the purpose of this ad is trying to change how men act on a sort of like general basis if you want to be a tough guy be a tough guy you just don't have to be an asshole yeah yeah i think that i think that's pretty simple and i don't get what i don't get what people don't understand Mm. about that but twitter's like rife with like really shitty comments about like oh my my uh there was one around it was like oh my two brothers are in the army and i respect them and and I'm like, what's that got to do with it? What's that got to do with being an asshole? Maybe your brothers yeah. aren't assholes. That's not the point of the message. It, like, yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. like you can still be tough in the army and still be very good, you know, in the military without being a dick. Like, yeah, I don't see exactly. why he's trying to draw that correlation of like, you're trying to make us less tough. It's like, so that guy's essentially saying, yeah, you have to be like a prick to be a tough well, guy. Like, it's it's ridiculous. And what I think is it. It's actually really great that it took it took a male oriented brand such as Gillette to do this because obviously a lot of these guys they're all getting this you know feminist messages blasted at them from this thing that was put together by lesbians and this thing that was put together you know do you, do you know what I mean and so it's mm. yeah it, like that's all they see and for they Gillette feel like they're constantly being actually, attacked which is yeah yeah I feel like is why this is like blew up as well because a lot of people just are super defensive now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. anytime you mention, like, a broad general thing, they feel like they're being attacked, even though it might not specifically be directed at that person. I fit underneath that descriptive banner. It's it's aimed at me, so I'm going to get angry about it. Yeah. So. That, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Like, it's like, it's like, men change, whatever the slogan was. It's like, and yep. then like the men's like, wait a minute, I'm a man and I don't have to change because I'm good. <laughs> what? I think like, I think that's how a lot of the internet sort of reacted to it. It was like, no. They're probably it's, sitting there yeah. being like, I want to keep my cock and balls, like thinking that someone's <laughs> going to steal it from them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my I opinion on it at the end of... Sorry, go ahead. Now you go, Bryce. 
Uh, my opinion on it in the end of the day is that it doesn't matter what way you spin it. Both sides have something wrong in their argument somewhere. Mm. Right? There's there's the... Think of it like the extreme sides of both sides are like the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> they <laughs> act the same everything. way. They're just like, no, we must be, you know, the ones that are in charge. And really, there shouldn't just be anybody in charge. And we should all just be fucking equal human beings. Like, it's it's like anything that's gone from, like, racial discrimination all the way back in the day. We're sort of equalizing on that a little bit now. You know, this generation's a little more smarter on that part. But now it's becoming gender wars. Yeah. Like, and... Really, do we want to do we want to have like mass fights between men and women? We kind of have to rely on each other to you know move forward mm. as a species. So, <laughs> do we like? Though, really? We're actually uh, <laughs> we're coming along. We might not need men very long. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually in a really interesting position. Our generation, like we're literally in the, we are at the point where all of these issues in, in, regarding sexuality equality social issues, uh, racist issues and everything. This is all the attitudes are, are changing now. Like they have been changed, but we're like right amongst it. So our generation very much has a different mindset than our parents and our parents' parents. And most so, of our generation. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's just say <laughs> we are, we are a less narrow minded majoritively put it that way. And so um, it's this is this is like this is the the hardest part of it. I think I think that like we are just going to this is what we're going to be experiencing a lot of fighting, a lot of hate. Obviously, social media is available for all that, and it's just one of those things that you know. By the time we're grandparents and you got our grandchildren, grandchildren, it'll be like, oh, do you remember the days when you know all these people were fighting over this stupid issue? And yeah, we're just kind of like in amongst it. Yeah, I feel like most people. I think the outrage is because a lot of people think it's attacking masculinity as a whole um, and people get up in arms that and people get a bit triggered when they hear the word toxic masculinity and it's like, well, toxic masculinity, that's applied to all masculinity and there's only one version of masculinity and that's the, you know, the big brave alpha male type stuff. Yeah, be the tough guy or whatever. Um, Whereas there's completely different levels of masculinity that are, in, in you know it's not just that that model to be honest when i first saw the ad um i'd already seen i just saw that gillette was trending and i was like oh okay gillette's trending why they've done something cool Random. here or yeah. what's matt done <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah matt gillette that's right yeah what have you done he's your shoulder healed in time is he sponsoring what? the game awards again what's what's going on <laughs> <laughs> so I, I watched the ad and i'll be honest i watched it and i'm a little bit i cringed a little bit um, with how kind of in your face was it? Um, reasons why I cringed was like, oh come on, there's not people like that out there. People don't people don't jump out of a doorway and go, come on man. Like they, I'm not saying that activity <laughs> you know. that people shouldn't, but I just don't see that the world we're, that we're in, unfortunately. And I was like, oh, I love the message that you're trying to send here, but a little bit of my eyes rolled. I'm like, okay, is this, do Gillette actually generally believe this or are they a company just trying to be woke? Um, now, for me- <laughs> You're trying for to be me, PepsiCo? Yeah. For me, the perfect example of um, a campaign that has done this successfully for me is Dove and they've done this for plenty of years. I remember back in university, I think it was 2009 or 2008 and Dove 
have always had this like po- positive body image message. And I don't think there's ever really been a controversy about that because of kind of what Dove do and how they promote themselves and they're having all shapes and sizes and colors in their ad campaign and promoting that kind of that message. Whereas I think uh, a lot of it right now is because have we, we haven't really seen any Gillette do anything like this before. All their ads previously have been, you know, uh, the 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 6'2 guy uh, shirtless in the mirror um, doing the, the, the clean shave or whatever. We've not seen anything like it. So a complete marketing um, overhaul. Uh, and that's, I think, what we're getting the reaction there. It's like, oh, fuck, the company is changing their message. I've not seen this before. And, and maybe that's why people, uh, I guess, maybe a little bit, not I wouldn't say sus- suspicious, but f- like for me, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen Gillette do something like this. This is cool. Is it genuine? I haven't seen them do anything like this. Like, yes, there's a turning point, but like, what what are you guys' opinions on that? About how yeah, I was, was going to ask the if companies change that. Should message? brands be pushing these sort of messages? Is it their responsibility, or is it like does it too come off a bit too cash grabby? Because the thing about this ad campaign is they're pushing their their uh, donating meaning like a million dollars a year to different nonprofit organizations that are going to be uh, aimed at inspiring and educating the next generation of. People, so this first year they're donating a thousand, a million dollars to uh, the Boys and Girls Scouts of America hmm. to like sort of like get these people working together, that sort of thing. So yeah. I feel like a little bit it's them trying to push the get good some good PR and like get a boost. But do yeah. you think they is that something that companies should be doing or? Yes and no, as long as it comes from yeah. a genuine place and um, it already kind and of How do you know if it comes message? from a genuine place? Yeah. It's, it's like it's a decision tough. made by 50 guys in a boardroom somewhere. Yeah, yeah. very tough. <laughs> I think a similar um, one was when the um, when the plebiscite was happening. Uh, mm. Yeah, basically, like you saw, uh, and but, but even, even international brands, you just saw a lot of brands all coming out, um, pun intended, uh, basically, <laughs> drink yeah, everyone. But, yeah, yeah. Basically, being like, yeah, we fully. Yeah, and it's like you've never even said anything about uh, marriage equality or anything like that beforehand, and it's it seemed very much like, yeah, we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to do what all the other people are doing with their good message. The message is great, but it felt like there was a lot of non-genuine, um, in in like intent behind it. Yeah, money. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a great, ex- I've got a great example of this as well. Um, it was a government-funded ad uh, a few years ago, and it was also about, I guess, the same kind of vein: masculinity, uh, bad behavior, that kind of thing. And it was a changing bad behaviors where it's the son is at, you know, the the dad's at the barbecue and he's like, "Son, grab me a beer," boom, and then oh, it's yeah. him. Yeah, I remember this. Grab me a beer, son. Grab me a beer. And alcoholism. Where does it start and where does it stop? And I'm like, damn, that's. Yes, it's the government, and they need they want to promote this message. But I feel like they they absolutely nailed it in the absolute best possible way. The execution was really good. And I'm saying Gillette, obviously, we we're all on board with that message. We all agree with that because we're not idiots. You know what I mean? Like we see that ad, I'm like, yeah, there should be no controversy here. But in my mind, I'm like, oh man, is there a way they could have executed this a little bit less dramatized and and maybe a bit bit more acting off it as as genuine instead of like a, a a TV ad itself, you know, yeah, it would yep. trick you into not watching a TV ad. Mm. Yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, as genuine as they are, um, it is still going to be to sell razors. Mm. And 
whether that's just because people will see this video and go, yeah, I agree with that. That's a good message. Then they like the YouTube channel. Then they get post like expo- exposed to those videos a lot more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any uh, out of out of question? Do any of you guys use Gillette? And if you do or do not, would you stop or start using Gillette from uh, this this experience? And how long? Um, I I do use them. I think. Um, I think <laughs> I I haven't I haven't um had to buy new ones in ages. I've just got like a pack which I just keep taking them out. Um. Yep. But it wouldn't affect my use of them. I don't think it doesn't. They've, they've got a message that's positive, and yep. I do. You, next time you're at the supermarket um, and you're buying your razor, and you just like randomly reach over and grab, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. Do you do you does your mind click and actively go, oh, I should get the Gillette ones? Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Yep. No. No, it's whatever's cheapest. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't, uh, but as long as it looks like it's not going to cut at my face, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I just go for the cheapest, I'll like it won't shave properly and it will cut. And it's yeah, bad. you're very coarse like me. Yeah. What about you, Bryce? Uh, mess- messages don't sell products. Quality sells products. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just the way I see it. Like you can have the best message in the world, um, but if you're I don't know home brand. Um, then I don't care. Sorry, but I will not buy your product just because you said something that I don't know should or should not be factually true. It's the same thing that happened with the the other controversial ad that I I, I spurted out in the middle of this, which was the uh, PepsiCo Kylie Jenner thing. Oh yeah, like oh like, god, yeah, like <laughs> that that was that was a dumb fucking scenario. Like I'll I'll drink Pepsi because I like the product. Right, yeah. uh, Pepsi Max. Love Pepsi Max. Nah. It's the only Pepsi that I'll pick over Coke. But um, yeah, if if I didn't like Pepsi Max, it's not going to make me start drinking Pepsi because that was a really dumb I, ad. They missed the ball with that Pepsi ad. They oh, really they. The ball. What are you talking about? <laughs> Super accurate. <laughs> what are you talking about? Give it, yo, I got a Pepsi in my trunk. I got a Pepsi. <laughs> so Pepsi not a, ends riots. Do you have any Coke? <laughs> yeah, ask, she probably, uh, she probably does. What about you, Simon? Um, you look well, like, you, have you, look like you haven't of, shaved in ten years. Uh, yeah, I have the face <laughs> of a baby, so I have to shave every uh, nine months. I uh, know. I I actually do generally shave uh, every week, but um, I'm electric or get the fuck out. So basically, yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, I did try, I remember like being like, oh, Dollar Shave Club, this um, seems really cool. And I did all that. And those, those raises are so bad. Like I, and, I mean, you pay well. like minimal for it. It's like a, and they keep sending you, like they're sending me too many raises. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, how hairy do you think I am? So yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do the same thing. I like signed up for like a month or two and now I've never had to sign up again. It, it like it it hooked itself onto like a hair on my face so hard I was just like screamed like a bitch when I pulled on it. I was like, fuck this shit. I was like, get some electric up in this biz and yeah, so there we go. Mm. But um I, guess... I, I mean I, I when I bought the beer for this podcast tonight, I still got asked for ID. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's just how, how I roll. You? Uh thirty one. Thirty one. There you go. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Dollar Shave Club as well, I guess this is an interesting point to bring up um, competitors and how they've reacted to this because, of course, Dollar Shave Club, uh, they, they sent out a tweet that uh, kind of sent some sent some heat towards uh, Gillette and people were <laughs> jumping onto them like, yeah, we'll use Dollar Shave Club. And other people were like, well, fuck you, Dollar Shave Club, now. Like, yeah, wow. Um, would that Don't affect you? with all the angry peoples. 
<laughs> would that affect your choice on uh, competitors have kind of condoned Gillette as well? Or does it come down yeah. to that quality again? If Dollar Shave Club was the best shave around Bryce, and even though they've uh, sent out this tweet, would you still go them? No. Bryce no? doesn't yeah. shave, do you? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't shaved in a while. Quality but, only counts uh, for so much. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, is like, I think, I think that just makes companies look even worse in my eyes is when they try to jump on the bandwagon of, yeah, fuck those guys. They're our competitors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, in, in my opinion, that's just bad sportsmanship. Just don't get involved. Just don't do something stupid like that. If anything, that makes me not want to buy your product because I know you're a dickhead that's trying to capitalize <laughs> off of it and make more money. Like, without spending any, mind you. They, didn't, they wouldn't have spent a dollar to make that tweet. So, it's mm. just... I'm sure someone was paid to do that tweet, but... Uh, sure, but... <laughs> You, you know, know so they didn't. They didn't spend like a couple mil or some bullshit. Like it, it's just, yeah. Oh, nah, it, ex- it doesn't. It doesn't make them look media. better in my eyes. Yeah. So there you go. I think the conclusion is, uh, if you have a great message and marketing campaign, it may or may not affect you in buying their product. If it's a bad one, like a Dollar Shave Club, then you can forget it. But in general, the quality or the product will do the talking itself. Is that a fair just, assumption? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anything to add, guys? Don't get angry, guys. <laughs> anything to anything to add on the Gillette conversation before we move on? Uh, don't be a dick. That's all that the thing was trying to say. It wasn't saying, "Hey, we don't like masculinity." It can fuck off. It, the message was, "Don't be a dick." I don't, <laughs> I don't get how one point whatever million it was dislikes on YouTube didn't get that. They're all dicks. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I, I, guess I hope that um, the kids. I, I basically hope that Gillette don't try and you know reverse on their message just to shave face. <laughs> yeah, please, <laughs> please. Oh fucking hell! All right, oh, that's great. Oh man, let's. And move that was on. my that's last great. episode of Assembly, assembly Required. I'm going to take this podcast to the barber. You could cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Let's move on to the last uh, topic, and that's you, Bryce, uh, and everybody's favorite rapper. Oh, great. Yes, everybody's favorite rapper. No, it's not Kanye West's Soldier Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the majority of people would have heard of it by now if you've explored the Twitterscape for the last, I don't know, like month or so, but Soldier Boy, uh, being the success of a rapper he is, has so much money that he's decided to go into the tech business, right? And by successful, I mean he's been failing since 2012 uh, mm. and he needs money. Um, so <laughs> he's uh, got a website called soldierwatch.com where he started selling, uh, I guess, I guess watches. I can't remember if they're smart or not because I can't check anymore because his old cameraman hacked his website and it's been down for the past three days. <laughs> oh, that's why. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, I can't check it at the moment, but it was either smartwatches or something like that. And he was selling a bunch of knockoff products. But the big thing that comes up for me and my uh, my gaming side is that he was selling uh, knockoff consoles. Um, so basically, the consoles he was selling were just emulation machines. They ranged from handhelds to uh, on-TV consoles um, that basically just had Soldier Boy branding on them. But they were game consoles that you could buy off Amazon for $60 from China, and he was selling them for about 200 So, <laughs> he he think he had everybody by the toe here. He's like, oh, it's got so many games for free on it, for free. Um, but no, that wasn't the case. It was just literally a cheap-ass emulation machine that had a Soldier Boy logo on it. Now, um, 
like the history of this has gone through a twist in the past couple of weeks because Nintendo forced a cease and desist because uh, despite Soldier Boy cracking on for like five or six tweets that Nintendo ain't gonna do shit, yeah. um, <laughs> they definitely did. They definitely did do shit because, as we know, Nintendo's not afraid of suing a couple for twelve million dollars. I don't see why that they'd be afraid to sue a big rapper for that same amount. So for actually selling, uh, like the the couple just like put it up to the internet and said, "You can download it." This guy's actually like, "Take two hundred games for my own profit." <laughs> like he's actually selling yeah, exactly, it. and they weren't his games. No, um, but so he uh, he was forced to take it down after like all these tweets saying nobody's going to do anything, and everybody telling him like, "Do you even know Nintendo?" Like. Mm. Nintendo have ninjas. That's that's their famous thing. Like they have they have ninjas that go around murdering all their competitors. Uh, anyway, um, so he did he did that. He took them down, and uh, a couple days ago, actually, he released a new console oh, on SoldierWatch.com that was based one hundred. Wow, what a turnaround! I know, right? It was based one hundred percent on the design of the PS Vita. Um, oh. so. Congratulations on that one. Obviously, like I can't, I can't bring up any reference or anything Vita at the lives. moment because his website's down. If you're gonna copy a console, why copy the Vita? Uh, Fuck, it's a good it's system. Dead. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's Sony. Let's be honest, they're not gonna notice. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, free will. money is free money. Free money mm. is free money. He, he right. just reminds me of like Will I Am, where Will I Am's are like, I'm tech everything, and every single thing he tries to roll out fails. It's like, why are you trying to act like some, you know, industry moving <laughs> icon or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Industry moving is one word for it, especially yes. when he's. Just I mean, I just, I just call him a flat idiot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love Nintendo's response to this. It's just like big, big dick energy in the in the best possible way. It's like Nintendo ain't gonna, Nintendo ain't gonna do shit. It's like a day later, like Soldier Boy de- deleted from the internet. He's no longer got a Wikipedia page. All his albums are off iTunes and Spotify. People don't even, people don't even know who Soldier Boy is when you mention his name. He's got no birth certificate. Yeah, it's really it was, it was really good too because. Uh, he said that tweet when the next day you go to his website and it redirects you to Nintendo.com. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, that oh so boy. Cool. It just tore him apart. Like, um, I- I'm glad Nintendo stepped in as hard as they did because his tweets, man, they made me infuriated. And like, I wouldn't even see them because I followed him. I'd see them because people liked them or somebody shared them or some bullshit like that. Yeah. And he's just... He's just the most arrogant prick on Twitter. He's like, Nintendo ain't gone do shit. All my shit is legal. I'm like, oh yeah, very legal. Nice uh, emulation machine you ripped off and put a sticker on, buddy. That's, you know. I mean, the emulation machine is already doing something illegal. Somebody in China has made that emulation machine. They're already doing something illegal. But now you're also stealing the profit, the property that they made, put a sticker on it, and then sent it back off for more money. I mean, it works for Supreme, so... Uh, <laughs> Let's forget about Supreme Culture and just hope that dies one day, please. Mm. <laughs> I hate Supreme Culture so much. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Nintendo last year, they also um, went hard on some of the ROM sites. M- Emu, was it Emu Paradise? Mm, yeah. Or yeah. ROM Nation yeah. or something Rip like that? Peace, Emu Paradise. <laughs> yeah, man. They shut that, that, they shut that down. Yeah, well, uh, as a kid, that is a website that I would frequent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, as a also as a kid, not when the Nintendo or SNES uh, Mini came out. <laughs> no, <laughs> because 
it was just a thing you did as a kid. You did silly things and you went and pirated games because you didn't think it was a bad thing. But of course, I regret my decisions now as an adult. I'd like to support my my creators, you know. Mm, yep. Um and I mean like I, that is true though as a kid, like you know, going to emulation sites, setting off firecrackers, drinking your own urine, you just do weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's just go back on that last one. Oh, sorry, firecrackers, that? Simon <laughs> oh, so I, I think we're, we're we're losing connection here. Oh no! Yeah, we're losing connection after you made that drink your own urine joke. No, you're not getting away with that, Simon. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Soldier Boy. I'm I'm on his Twitter and he's retweeted heaps of articles uh, about Soldier Boy accuses Ariana Grande of stealing his flow. Quote: I was about to get into <laughs> <your feet>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that about, bro? Yeah, so he. I, like ever since this shit, ever since this shit uh, with you know him literally stealing things and selling them for money, mm. uh, he's literally gone around and he's called Ariana Grande a thief, thief over a song called Seven Rings and stealing his idea. Okay, I couldn't one hundred percent exactly tell you what he he thinks is stolen in that song or whatever it was, mm. but. It's just fucking ironic yeah. that he just went and sold a bunch of literal literal shit heaps that he stuck a sticker on and said, I'm not stealing from anyone. It's legit. And then he turns around and blames <laughs> and, and accuses someone of stealing from yeah. him. Yeah. It's like he's obviously like going to court and needs money at this point. That that's just what it seems like. Well, let's be honest, had anybody remembered Soldier Boy since two thousand eight? No. No. Nah. He, I, I always found his yeah. music so annoying. I hated that song. We just went cranked at soldier boy. Yeah, it just starts up. Like, oh, oh like it was just awful. But also, amusing, I went back and watched that video. They had to censor out. He's got like a Superman logo and a bunch of stuff. They had to censor. <laughs> oh out. man, <laughs> stealing that. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> stealing since day dot. Yeah, oh, kiss yeah. me through the phone was my jam. Love that song. Yeah. All right, buddy, you're out. Look, I just he he was a one hit wonder, but he's been a one hit wonder in the worst way. He's like he gone from that peak. Uh, back in like what was it like 2011 2012 or something like mm. that he went from that peak of like hey everybody's listening uh to crank dat um and it it fizzled out it died just as quickly as uh never gonna give you up did and the rickroll <laughs> phase and then um yeah now I he's run out of that. money now he's run out of money so he's like i've got a tech empire i'm gonna run mm-hmm. and his tech empire so far has been nothing but stealing shit and reselling it like it, it it's really silly it's really dumb. R.I.P. Soldier Boy. R.I.P. Well, he he deserves to sink in the uh, lawsuits that he gets, and I hope that Sony follows suit. To yep. be honest. Uh, any dad pun you want to throw in there, Simon? At all? You got anything? No, no. I'm uh, giving it a bit of a rest. Okay, cool. Give yeah. it a bit of rest. Nice, yeah. because uh, you're gonna have to get off that rest because your topic's next, and you've got a really uh, intriguing one here. Yes. Far away. Okay. okay, I'm asking the question, which has been floated back and forth amongst the music community, music fan community. Is Rock dead? No, so- he's doing a Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs uh, <laughs> and Shaw at the moment. <laughs> no, I, I was, I was actually hoping it. someone would make a, make a reference there. But, um... <laughs> oh, sorry, I misheard. Wow, that's great. Uh, um, okay, so is Rock, the musical genre, dead? So from, from a mainstream sense, um, I'm not that involved with it as I typically listen to like heavy rock and metal and that's kind of really its own thriving genre. Um, but looking at what is defined as rock, 
um, in terms of like a chart topping app. Uh, over recent years, it's I I will admit from what I've seen, it certainly seems to be hip hop and R and B is is prevalent. That is what is just everyone's talking about. Everyone's you know sharing. That's what you hear in the ads. That's you know from all sorts of things. You know, like Apple and their adverts will use some sort of R and B and 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 whatever and so that then sort of moves on to the fact that people are now calling acts like Post Malone, Kendrick Lamar, 21 Pilots, they're call, calling them rock, like they are rock stars, no. right? Mm. And and even Def Jam submitted Kanye, like Kanye, for best rock performance and best rock song. What? Nah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was for their free, free Ghost Town Part 2, Kid Cudi. Um, and then even things like Coachella, you know, most recent Coachella, the leading acts were like The Weeknd, Vince Staples, Migos, Cardi B, and all that sort of stuff. So hmm. there is, in terms of yeah, mainstream stuff, there is definitely a focus on uh, hip-hop and, and R&B and all that sort of thing. So from from 2018, at least from what I can tell and what articles have been written about, it seems like an act like Imagine Dragons is the one that uh, have been labeled as like the big rock band of that year and they're certainly less rock and more kind of like electro pop and various other things right so to me in terms of like the biggest genuine rock band in recent years um in terms of like mainstream success and and actually using real instruments and everything like that would be something like foo fighters um they aren't you know my go-to band but you know i would say a band that I like that is that is a genuine rock band that are big and are continuing to to just like the stuff they they record and the stuff they write is for yeah they're really just pushing rock forward is a band like Stone Sour um so that I guess what I'm saying is the traditional sense of what was regarded as rock has changed for for mainstream music and it's just never sat well with me like i'm cool with infusing um, different elements in but when you're calling acts like post malone rock that it that just doesn't you know that doesn't sit with me even to the point that the grammys have always kind of like overlooked rock like you get to the rock of the hard rock award and it's either not televised or they just gloss over really quickly so before i kind of get into quotes that different musicians have said about this topic. Um, what's your short answer to the question, is rock dead? Okay, I'll go first. Um, nothing nothing will ever beat instrumentals over... Um, sorry, nothing will ever beat instrumentals for me when it comes to having a rhythm in the back of your song to sing over. Um, yeah. So... R&B, stuff like that. Like, I, while I enjoy it, yeah, it's great. I feel like there's a lot more skill and craft in actual uh, rock music than there is when it comes to, um, you know, R&B and stuff like that. They all have their own def- different defined kind of skill. Um, and everybody's definition of skill is at perf- personal preference, and I'll agree to that. Um, but in saying that, you can't call you can't call an act like post Malone rock. And I don't even think he would ever define himself as rock. No, probably not. Mm. No. Yeah, it, it, it seems like it's definitely fading away or at least changing what, uh, sort of rock is classified as, like as mainstream, but you know, it like a lot of things, if you dig deeper, you will find, you know, your more traditional rock and roll that is 
inspired by these big bands from from the past. Mm, and and this is what I hate about like this question is people saying rock is dead, but they're basing it just on what is chart topping. It's like yeah. rock is a massive thriving genre. More and more people are going to see bands live. Uh, you know, with the way of streaming and stuff, rock bands make their money through touring and merch and they do it a lot and they do it successfully. So it is certainly not dead, but in terms of like the in thing that's uh, going all over the mainstream radio, yeah, okay, that's going to be your, your R&B and your hip hop. Mm. It, it yeah. generally seems like uh, easier, uh, I guess, music to produce. So stuff which relies more on maybe like uh, your sounds from your computer and stuff like that. I, I feel like that still takes a lot of skill to make, but maybe it's just um, maybe quicker to produce. Like I've, I don't have any experience whatsoever in producing music, but just from uh, just from playing music myself and also being able to, um, you know, watching documentaries and stuff on. I, d- I just think genre. something like auto-tune should not exist. That is like the worst yeah. <laughs> piece of crap to infuse its way into music ever. Mm. I think if you're using like a vocoder effect, you know, like as an effect, you know, for like a part or, or something like that, that's cool. But when you're literally relying on it um, and you probably can't really hold notes that well and you're literally just relying on auto-tune and someone slaps a beat on it and sweet, we got a hit, that grinds my gears so much. Mm. Especially when you hear like the same deep tone for like maybe a verse or something. Yeah. Someone's just using yeah. the same effect. Yeah. So what about the other guys? What do you reckon? I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I think it's just a phase thing. Like I'm sure in a few years, R&B and hip hop won't be the thing that's in every single mm. promotional video that or will be the thing at the moment, but it is at the moment. Yep. I think it's. it feels like it's super personality-based as well. Like, mm. people are super invested in Beyonce and Ariana Grande and and Drake and Kanye. I mean, it's easy yeah. to promote them as just one person, whereas, obviously, with rock, you're like... It, it's like a band. It's just like... It's it's a bigger group dynamic. Is Well, it's meant to be anyway, so... Mm. And that, that, that's not as easy yeah. to promote. That was the in thing a couple of years ago too, like getting groups of people together to form bands, whether it was like, you know, stuff like One Direction and all that type of thing. Like people yeah. people were really gravitating towards those groups. Whereas now you're seeing like a lot of like, yeah, single artists or um, whatever it be sort of rising that, up. That being said, like that K pop band BTS is like the biggest thing in the world at the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, buddy? Um, yeah, definitely we're currently in the R&B rap kind of zeitgeist. It's everywhere. It's in mainstream uh, radio plays. It's all across streaming services. I think the top six um, Spotify artists uh, for the last couple of years have included R&B and rap stars. And I think, like you were saying before, Imagine Dragons is really kind of the only rock um, kind of artist that was involved in that list and and then even when you're calling them a rock act it's uh, used very loosely mm. Mm. Um, i think what that comes down to for me it's it's all about distribution and like you were saying before bry uh sorry drew um <clears throat> it seems easier to produce uh, a rap album i don't necessarily know if it's easier or not but they're using distribution methods that um i guess a lot of rock people haven't 
adopted. We've got now got these SoundCloud rappers or uh, rappers that don't have a label or they're a part of a label that are willing to drop music straight onto Spotify or drop it onto iTunes or onto SoundCloud and they don't have it, um, you know, getting printed out and, and sent into, uh, I guess, more conventional distribution methods. So you have mm. someone like Chance the Rapper who doesn't sell his music and releases it all free. All of a sudden, it's like there's rumors around the... Um, I guess the community or the the rap community, the R&B community, like, oh shit, chances, uh, this is a rumored album, it might drop next Friday, it might drop next Friday. Next Friday comes, boom, it drops, it's it's at the top of the charts. Rock hasn't embraced that yet. Yeah, true. I don't think yeah. they've embraced that, uh, and that's kind of why they're out of that that mind share and that zeitgeist. One of the things about rock is dead is you've got to think about like the metrics of it, um, kind of what you were saying before uh, as well, Simon and, and Bryce. Um, what do you base that on? Do you base that on the charts? Do you base that on tours? Um, another factor to include is also legacy as well. How many of these SoundCloud rappers or mumble rappers are going to go down in history? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then they're, they're no Jay Z's. They're no Kanye's. Yeah. As much as you like Kanye or not, he's an innovator and he is one of the best uh, rappers uh, across the generation. Whether you, you like his music now or yeah. uh, you or you didn't like it then. Um, even even Kid Cudi is much revered in, in, in that community as well. They're not going to be one of those type of artists. You've got NWA, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. You, they're, they're all the the icons. They're almost like uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. Um, I feel like there's a lot more rock acts that have that mainstream seeping. You see people wearing the Who shirts, Nirvana shirts, mm, all that kind mm. of stuff. Um, I don't see people walking around wearing... Drake fucking merchandise at all, and that's not a shot on Drake at all. I'm just wondering, is Rock dead? Well, maybe they're in a bit of a uh, an economic trough right now, but like you're saying before, it's going to swing around, and maybe they might be at the peak of their powers in five or ten years. It's always kind of um, evolutions. One of the thing I always look at at rock music as well is kind of to me it feels decentralized, and what I mean by that is before you had rock, and I guess. Now I feel like there's more subgenres of rock and how it's evolved mm. into different things. So mm. all through the '90s, you had this massive intake of like alt rock, and you had um, you know bands like Smashing Pumpkins and uh, Nirvana, oh well, their grunge or whatever. Um, but like Radiohead, and they had a kind of a different version of rock. And then you had your hard rock, and uh, you know Simon, you would you'd love metal and and maybe even deathcore, and then for your punk rockers, uh, definitely not deathcore. Your metal and your heavy metal. Um, but then, you know, you got into that punk evolved into emo and emo and punk rock evolved into post-hardcore and hardcore. See, it's almost like rock filtered down into all these sub-genres. And that's why maybe one of these genres is tight with a, a fan base and the other genre is not with those, those rock fans. And that's why you're not getting uh, a super mega band that's kind of you know, being a Drake or, or being a Jay-Z or an Eminem or a Kanye or something like that. That's, mm. that's dominating at the moment. So um, that's where I see it. I see Rock is Dead comes from the decentralization and all the subgenres that kind of popped up and the evolution of um, that. No more super bands, I guess. And also uh, the distribution and, and the rap legacy. I don't personally think it's dead. Um, yes, I've been disappointed with a lot of my favorite rock acts and what they've produced I guess in the back half of their career, and and I, I guess I'll be able to find that out this this week or today if you're listening to it on launch day with Bring Me the Horizons' latest album. It's a good example of what they were, uh, what they are, and what they 
are going to be with this this latest album and, and whether that defines as rock and whether rock fans are like that. So mm. I personally don't think it's dead. Um, I think there are a lot of factors like what I just mentioned um, to that make it seem like it's dead or that they could adopt to kind of come back into uh, mainstream mindshare. Yeah. Mm. I've got a few... Um... A few takes on it from prominent musicians. So, of course, you know, Gene Simmons has something to say about everything and he's very business oriented. So he said back in 2014 that rock was murdered due to file sharing and people not valuing, valuing music enough. And recently he said uh, if the business is dead, then rock is dead. So he's very much coming from you know, the heyday of like Kiss burning millions and millions and all that sort of stuff. Um, now, this one really sparked an outrage. So Adam Levine, of course, from Maroon 5, he said, all of the innovation and incredible things happening in music are in hip-hop. It's better than everything else. Hip-hop is weird, avant-garde, flawed, and real. And that's why people love it. Rock music is nowhere. I don't know where it is. If it's around, no one invited me to the party. Then, of course, one of my favorite voices in, uh, in rock and metal, Corey Taylor from Slipknot and Stone Sour, said, just because you claim to have moves like Jagger doesn't mean you come anywhere close to rocking like Jagger. Tell that <laughs> schmuck to go back to the fucking voice. And then, <laughs> and then awesome. a, a, a rock producer, Jay Rustin, said, when Ad, uh, in response to Adam Levine, when Adam Levine or anyone else in that genre can consistently sell out stadiums around the world like Metallica, Muse, Slipknot, Iron Maiden, Ramstein, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, and the Rolling Stones, then I'll care about what he has to say about the death of rock. Um, and of course, a huge, huge voice uh, in rock, especially from the hair metal days, Dee Snider from Twisted Sister, says, Hey, Adam Levine, I hear you're having a lot of trouble getting hip-hop artists to join you for the Super Bowl. You should reach out to your friends in the rock community. Oh, wait, never mind. So, uh... <laughs> just, just to add on to that Adam Levine um, comment and also the... Um what you brought up there about selling out stadiums. I feel like the last true rock stadium-like band that kind of isn't, you know, your, your old school um, Metallica and Slipknot and all that kind of thing, I feel like is Muse. Yes, um, yeah. They're a very good live act and they've uh, renowned for their live performances. But they went through a kind of a little bit of an evolution um, with 2011's album that was a bit more electronica that was mm. used in um, World War Z soundtrack. And last year they released like a... Uh, I guess a, a controversial album in the sense that it's much evolved into a, that electronic take again. So um, mm. maybe some people are jumping off that. For Adam Levine to say that it's all happening in hip hop, I kind of agree with him that in any in his statement, and I feel that hip hop uh, actually owes a lot to where it's where it's at owes a lot to um, rock. Uh, what it's doing now. So you see a lot of these emo rappers um, and mumble rappers and SoundCloud rappers. And even like um, even Kid Cudi, who's been around for a while, when he did his Wizard project, that was a rock-based project. Uh, when you get acts like Little Peep uh, that are using Nirvana samples in their songs into emo raps, yeah. a lot of their inspirations are are from rock music. And mm. same with what you said before, Post Malone. I absolutely yeah. think Post Post Malone thinks he is a rock star. He has a song called rockstar it's i think <laughs> but the rappers, lyrics <laughs> i think rappers want to be rock stars yeah. Pe pe people are basing it on the attitude people think the people that are saying that rappers are rock stars is because they're saying they have that rock star i'm getting arrested i'm drinking i'm doing this attitude sort of thing whereas i think that a lot of rock acts now they've kind of like wisened up to the oh hey um getting drunk and trashed every night isn't actually good for our performances so it's kind of like people want to have Funny, that, that rebel attitude and and these huge rappers are kind of more aligning themselves with that and you've got all these mumble rappers getting themselves into jail and all sort of stuff. So, yeah. Um, a, a, another um, 
quick input from the uh, from Richard, the guitarist from Ramstein. He actually interestingly said that there's always going to be these old dinosaurs that have a certain kind of performance that'll survive. So he's talking about the the problems of um, rock is dead is with the new generation of rock because what happens at the moment is that kids these days don't have that feeling they had back in the day when they played their favorite rock tracks to annoy their parents. So he said, guitars aren't annoying anymore. Um, and what they're using, and he's come from the German perspective, um, is people, <laughs> in terms of like a teenager annoying their parents, it's going to be the vocals and the lyrics. And that's much heavily the hip hop side of things, right? And so he thinks, yes, it is all about hip hop at the moment, which is hard for him to accept because he can't relate it to it. He says if he watches hip-hop live, he finds it boring, but he finds the one advantage of rock over hip-hop is there's still a visual and sonic connection between the band and the audience, which is so true. Like, rock fans and metal fans are so dedicated. Um, I've very much been in, in all the mosh pits, in all the crowds, and just... Uh, yeah, I mean, Buddy and that can agree with me. You know, just the, the passion that people and the energy people have when watching live rock music versus watching hip-hop and that. I just, I think it's a different thing. Yeah, it's nothing like kicking someone in a circle pit. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it, 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 like, if if you start a rock band these days, you're not a rebel, I guess. Like, b- back in the day, you would have, you've like, you've had all these songs, you know, saying, you know, fuck the queen and all this stuff. Like, they're, they're really, really going out there. Whereas now, now it's more, it's, it's acceptable. Like, at school, the first instrument they encourage you to learn would be the guitar. Where you know, back before, you know, you're playing the piano, and everyone's like, "Yeah, nah, fuck this! I want to play guitar and shred up and <laughs> smash some drums." Where that sort of oh, akadaka, yeah, akadaka. But that's sort of like that's sort of the norm now. So that might have yeah. a bit to it as well. There was this um, Rolling Stone article just to kind of like finish off this topic titled why mainstream rock sucked in 2018 and they very much targeted imagine dragons by saying they're overproduced and they targeted a band called greta van fleet i hadn't heard of them led zeppelin and they said (laughs) they said they're a zeppelin ripoff so they're basically saying that okay imagine you've either got overproduced stuff that doesn't have you know it doesn't have enough uh raw kind of like a feeling to it or it doesn't sound genuine versus bands just ripping off bands right um now they also mentioned bad wolves and this is an interesting one so there's this podcast listened to um by a guy called doc coil it's called the x-man podcast and he's from the metal band god forbid and he's a guitarist in bad wolves they're much more of a uh rock band now they got huge with their cover uh cover of zombie um and so People thought they were cashing in because uh, the singer died, but yeah. she uh, was actually going to be on the track. Yeah. She, like, and and the day she was meant to record and go in the studio because she liked what they were doing, she liked their take, she died. So then they yeah. got all the flack from, hey, you're trying to cash in on the fact that you know she's dead and stuff. And they're like, no, no, this is not how it is. And they and they got huge with that song and they put all the proceeds to her family. Um, and he, he did a whole episode on his podcast explaining this. Um, so I kind of feel that's a bit unfair that they're kind of just lumping in bad wolves in that saying that that's overproduced too, where it's just kind of like, you know, get, get, get your facts right. And all the people, I mean, I don't really listen to them that much, but all the people in that band come from like metal backgrounds and that. So they're all like legit players. Um, and the article also blames even, uh, bands like Nirvana for 
uh, lyrical themes that are now overused. So they were good back then, but they think that these like seventh generation rock bands are just still trying to churn out Nirvana-esque lyrics. And they also blamed Linkin Park for saying that they think that their slick hip-hop crossover really influenced production style of where rock went after that point. Um, and you, you could find this evident in bands like Papa Roach, who have currently now, um, they have like a huge radio presence and they've sort of got this mishmash of like pop rock, hip hop, industrial and like riffs, but the rock part is very smoothed over. It's very like mm. hip hopified. Um, yeah. And so they're having huge success, but there is that element of just slickness to it. So I can understand what they're... Rolling Stone is saying in the article, but at the same time, I don't think Rolling Stone is that valid a voice anymore anyway. Can I just say that this article, they came out super elitist. Like, this is my definition of rock. Anybody who doesn't agree with this, fuck you. RIP New Metal. Yeah. New Metal lives on. (laughs) New Metal's come making a comeback, apparently, the guy at work said. Dude, uh, dude, it never left. I like live it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I just Uh, want to put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Press. Uh, that Bad Wolf song, uh, that Bad Wolf's cover was actually probably my favorite rock song of that year. Yeah, I thought they did a good job. Yeah, I thought it was really like because uh, my original exposure to it was the mus- was the music video where it actually explains it in the damn thing, which a lot of people didn't pay attention to. Mm, mm. Um, it it why? actually says would we, why would people pay attention to something like that? <laughs> it actually says in there she was supposed to come in and record with them to do a you know a cover of the song and a re-release sort of thing and it mentioned that she died on the day of recording and it was really heartfelt and the music video was super like super reminiscent of like the iconic music video that it originally had Mm. um and that was like a kick up in the point for rock for me that year obviously it wasn't it wasn't a fantastic year there wasn't a lot going out there was you know, only very, very little trickles, but that song was um, absolutely magical because I thought it did a really good job at, um, you know, honouring what was an absolutely amazing singer. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And there we have it. Yeah. Oh, Rock so is not it, dead. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, I, it's just yeah. in a resting period. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess some 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 quick final thoughts from me, and if anyone else has any, is that I think it's very much alive. It's not dead, as you said. It's just taken a sidestep from the spotlight, and I I personally prefer it that way because I don't I think that the crowds are more genuine if you go to see a, a, a rock band now because it's like the true fans have stuck with them sort of thing. Mm, um, absolutely. And yeah. I will end it by saying that twenty nine like I mean yeah twenty nineteen has brought one of the coolest things I thought I'd ever hear. And that is, so Mark Morton, the guitarist from Lamb of God, has a solo album coming out and he released a song, which is the last thing that Chester Bennington recorded, a song called Cross Off, and it is fucking amazing. And when Buddy and I reviewed One More Light, this is before Chester died, obviously, we were saying, yes, it's very underwhelming, it's very like pop-oriented, and it was just so invigorating (laughs) to hear him like at, at like full force in this song it's just like oh my god yes and it's like the heaviest thing he's sung over and it's just what i've like wanted to hear for so long and it was, that was great while also very sad because i was like man what a loss so yeah. yeah there you go i agree with you simon i agree with everything you say mm. i do too <laughs> 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 uh, there we go 
that's uh, pretty much that's that's it. That's brings us to the end of the show. Unbelievable. Actually, Got did pretty all, good on time. I thought it'd be a three-hour thing. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep going. Yeah, we can keep going. Bonus hour. <laughs> oh no, uh, buddy! You promised to do a uh, what is it? The twenty is it twenty-one questions? What do you call it? No, 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 we're not doing 20 <laughs> questions. We'll save that for another podcast. Simon. That'd be okay. great. Yes. I promise you can, you'll can. you be a part yeah, of one. That, calm uh, down, Mr. WA, questions. where it's still white over there. <laughs> it's actually, it, it's, it's just crossing over to darkness now. Yeah, yeah I've got to go to work soon. <laughs> 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 That's the time difference, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us for Some Assembly Required. Of course, our monthly roundtable podcast where members across the Australian podcast community get together with a random topic and discuss it amongst the assembly. If you've liked this month's show, be sure to follow Some Assembly Required over at dashgamer.com, iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and all other good podcasting surfaces, probably even the shit ones like, uh, well, I can't say like SoundCloud now because I'm pretty sure SoundCloud, is SoundCloud still in trouble? Mm, I don't Well, so. uh, House of Mario certainly pushed it on SoundCloud, so I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> when I was doing review culture, I was like, oh, SoundCloud's going to be shut down and sold off. I'm like, okay, this podcast uh, will go as long as SoundCloud's a platform. It, well, <laughs> uh, well, well, Drew, Drew just gave SoundCloud a fresh uh, House of Mario banner tonight. You, so. Yeah, you did. Ooh, You've, uh, you hold, the, the House of Mario is holding SoundCloud up. Uh, yes. Sure. Yep. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here first. Yeah, that's right. Exclusive. Also follow at Dash Gamers on Twitter to find out when every episode drops and the lineup uh, that will pre- precede that episode. Thank you, everyone, for the discussion today and bringing your awesome topics as well. Where can we find you all? Ashley Hobley, where can we find you? Uh, you can find beats? me over at the Explosion Network. We do a bunch of podcasts. We do a bunch of written stuff. There's all sorts of stuff over there. Uh, but if you want to find me personally, you can f- probably find me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. It's a thing. It's a thing. It really is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I remember your Twitter name because of that. So yeah. it's very impressive. Uh, Drew and Bryce, the House of Vario Boys, where can we find your creative endeavors? Uh, well, you can find me at iDruby on Twitter and you can find Bryce at IVRevan. IVRevan. Yes. That's right. And uh, you can find and us... And the podcast at the House of Mario. Yes. You can find us at the House of Mario, uh, our Nintendo podcast where we talk about you know, our favorite games and everything Nintendo. Yep. It's, and we're uh, award-winning. Award-winning. That's right. <laughs> you guys are award-winning. Oh, you are 120 star rated, remember? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yep. Very nice. And Simon, Apple Slice Podcast, where we can find you. Uh, yeah, so uh, if, if everyone seems to talk about Twitter, so at AppleSliceAU is that where that's at, but my personal profile is at PrecisePath, and keep an eye on that because I'm going to be launching a music-related podcast in the near future. Ooh. You're into music? Mm-hmm. Shock and horror. <gasps> All right. And you can find myself at BuddyWatson12 over on Twitter, and you can find uh, the podcast that I'm a part of, Dash Culture, drops every fortnight uh, over on Twitch Live and on all other podcast services. Any closing thoughts before we end the show, boys? Yes. Um, dropping and fortnight in the same sentence will never hold the same meaning ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Drop dropping dropping fortnightly. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. No, it was great to have uh, be a part of episode one, and you know it's in the books now, so we can uh, we can sleep yep, easy. So all downhill from here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we set the standard. Um, this is also the first I've recorded a podcast with video on, by the way. So new new things all round. 
There you go. You've mm. learned that uh, Ash and Buddy don't wear shirts. Yeah, but I yeah. kind of prefer it that way, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's uh, what he we... was imagining before, so... <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, take a couple of months off, and hopefully you enjoy next month's podcast with our unannounced lineup, but it'll be uh, four or five more uh, members from the Australian podcast community uh, coming together with fresh topics for your listening ears. Strange. On behalf of Ash, Bryce, Drew, and Simon, this is... Some assembly required. Out. Moist. (laughs) 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 Favorite word. We keeping that for show. Yeah. Gamer.com